welcome to episode 193 of the Walking Through Games podcast, where Clint walks Mark through games. I'm Mark. I'm Clint. And we are back for another week. I'm super we excited, are... man. Me too. We're doing pretty well. Pretty I actually well. saw you in person midweek this week, so I'm, I know that you already beat more than one game, so that's exciting. How many games did you end up beating? I beat four. You did not. I, did. I thought it was going to be two. I was... <laughs> <laughs> you need four games, dude. What'd you play? That's insane. Well, so so one of them, as I said to you, I started playing because I picked up the Vita after we were talking with Nick and had been talking about the Vita that day. And I got it out of my cupboard or wherever it was and, and charged it up and was having a look through the games. And uh, one of the games on there was that King Oddball one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you had told me about that. Yeah, so I was already. What were the other ones I was, you played? Oh, well, I was probably already about halfway through that anyway. Yeah. Um. So I ended up playing it because it's so goddamn addictive that game, man. <laughs> so addictive. <laughs> I had it on my phone and I played it on the Apple TV a bit, but I, I played about I don't know ten levels and was like, ah, eh, stuff this. <laughs> oh, dude, I I went home and played it after I saw you at the house at your house. Yeah. And. Was like I'm just gonna play like two levels and then I'll go to bed. I ended up playing it till like eleven thirty. Crazy. And was like, oh man, I need to go to bed. <laughs> so yes. I went to bed. Yes, you do. And so then came home Friday night, played it Friday night when I got home. Uh, played it with Nadine as well and Josh when I got home Friday night because Nadine got into it as well. She was like, well, like just passing around the Vita. Yeah, yeah, passing around the Vita. And then. Yeah, played it like the next day and basically through through parts of the next day and then beat it that oh next God, night, dude. basically. Yeah, there you go. That's how I grew up. Yeah. So, so, um, so what else did you play? Well, so I gave that a four and a half. Are you going to score it? I just yeah, wanted an overview of what you played before you go through them and score them. No, I'll just score them as I go. We'll talk okay, about Okay, okay. So oh, well, now I feel you... like you rushed through King Oddball. For anyone who hasn't played it, it's basically like vertical Angry Birds, right? Pretty much, yeah. So you basically are this... this rock ball thing in the sky and with a huge tongue with a huge tongue who flings rocks at enemy tanks and little <laughs> army dudes it's like a rigid body physics game yeah so you get three rocks per go and you have to try and eliminate the enemies per stage basically uh, and there's a few like hidden hidden things so if you like rebound a rock off an enemy or something in the stage and it hits the dude again you get a rock back so you don't only get three rocks if if you can have that happen and yeah cool i had one random thing happen where i actually recorded it on my phone and was like what the hell because i had one rock left and i still had a bunch of enemies left and for some reason, so up in the top right-hand corner of the screen, there's a, like, reset button, like, retry button or whatever yeah. to ret- retry the stage. And there's a pause button. And for some random reason, he grabs the pause button as a awesome. rock. And you can throw that at an enemy. Oh, that's great. And I was like, what the hell? I've never seen this happen before. It's like an Easter egg. So I, cool. I took a little video of it because I was like... Has anybody seen this? I've never seen this. And so we looked it up afterwards and it was like, yeah, after about 20-something goes, he he might randomly grab it, basically. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, so cool. we had it happen probably about three or four more times then over the time we were playing it. But yeah, it was yeah, random. Yeah. I had never seen that happen in the entire time I'd been playing it. So Heck yeah. pretty cool. Have to um, YouTube it, but man. Yeah. Lots of people probably don't get video of it. Yeah, I probably could put it up just to as a as a random thing. It, it would be I could post it on Instagram. It only goes for thirty seconds. The video I did, yeah, but it was just That'd random. That'd be something that, people might look at on YouTube, though. I'd look that, at it. That's how he did it. But yeah, so played it on Vita. Four and a half. Had he? So does it get to a man. point where there are more tanks, or it's just weirdly positioned tanks, and they just have different levels that are crazy based on where they position the stuff? Yeah, it's kind of just hit and miss. Some one of them I had where I got a trophy because I got like eight tanks in a row off one rock. Oh, that's pretty cool. But it was literally just like 10 tanks lined up down the bottom with like a a row of brick in between each one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I kind of just had to bounce it off each one to try and get as many as I could. Uh, yeah, fair and enough. And then, yeah, there's other ones like under rocks and under bricks and, yeah, it just kind of randomly picks them. So you could have three and you could have nine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Even right up to the last square that I got to. So okay. it's all very random 
Um, but the cool thing is, so once you beat it, or even before you beat it, but once you beat it, you can still keep going because there's extra like bonus things that you can do. So there's one that's uh, I can't remember what the mode's called, but you can throw grenades instead of rocks. You get two yeah, grenades okay. per stage. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's about 20 of those stages. And then there's another one where you only get one rock. So you have to try and beat each, sta- each stage with one rock only. And that's about 16 stages. And then there's another one called Diamond Something. And to beat to beat each level for that one, you have to do it in one rock anyway. And then you get a diamond score or whatever on, on that level. Yeah. Yeah, so there's all those, and that's about, I think that's about 20 stages as well. So you get all those extra things that we can still go back and play, which is cool. Groovy. Yeah. So what would you give it? I said four and a half. Oh, four and a half, I missed that, sorry. Oh, I said it like three times. Uh, I think when you said it, I was I was still listening to the game and imagining the game. Because I've played okay. it, I think I'm just imagining, trying to visualize what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah no, cool. it was cool. it was really fun, really fun. And playing it on the Vita was awesome too because because uh, it has the touch screen. Oh yeah, to be able to fling the rocks, it made it really easy. Yeah, so it I'm would be actually a really phones. good mobile game. I don't know if it is actually on mobile or not. Yeah, I have it on iPhone and Apple you do. TV. Okay, cool. Because yeah, it would be a really good iPhone. Well, on the game. Apple TV remote's kind of kind of touch because there's that weird slidey touchpady thing. Right. Yeah. So it would be yeah, it would be a very good mobile game to take with you. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And I think I think I got it for like a buck when I got it. You know, it was like on special. Yeah, well I think I bought it on Vita for it's about... probably but honestly, it's probably almost as far back as when we started the show. Like I I can check be. when I bought it, but it's a long well, time ago. When we were talking about it, I think I said to you I bought it after you talked to me about it. Oh, okay. Because I think I got it on If we sale. went back through the old show notes, we'd probably find us talking about it. You know? Yeah, we probably would. Because I got it for I think I bought it for like three bucks on the PlayStation store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Because I bought that and that Thomas was alone. Remember we were talking about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, and I got that for like a dollar fifty or something. Did you something, beat that? That won tons of game awards, that game. No, I haven't ever actually played it, so I'll have to go back to it. I've got it on the PS4. Okay. So maybe I'll jump into that this week. Cool. We'll see how we go. Yeah, groovy. Yeah. All right. So then I also beat the new Need for Speed, which is called Need for Speed Heat. Oh, yeah. What are we playing it on? I played that on PS4. Oh, yeah, cool. I think I've played most of the Need for Speeds on PS4. Oh, no. I've got some on Xbox. I remember back in the day, Bo played Need for Speed on the Xbox heaps. Well, yes, that's true. That was Underground 2. It's like the best Need for Speed ever. Still? Yeah, still. It's still one of the best. It was fun. I remember it. It was fun. Uh, so, so the general gist of this one is it's called Need for Speed Heat because basically there's a, a like tournament type thing that you do races during the day to earn money. Yeah. And then at night, it's like illegal street racing where cops are trying to take down the races. And so to level up your character, you have to gain heat. So you go out and do the events and you get heat as you go and you can either so when you finish a race say your your heat level might go to level one so then you can either choose to go finish for the night and what happens is to bank your heat points you have to actually get to your save house and save it and finish for the night yeah cool so say so i had one night where i think i did i did about four races or something so i was up to about a hundred thousand heat points yeah which was putting me from, I think, about level 12 to, like, level 18 or something. Oh, that's huge. And I got busted, so I went back to level 12. Oh, okay. So I lost yeah, all I my it. points. Cool. So you, you can you can try and be greedy, but the more heat level you go up, the harder the cops are to get away from. Yeah, fair enough. It's kind of like GTA with the whole five-star thing when you get the cops on you. Yeah. Because when you get five stars in GTA, you start having tanks and things come after you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so nice. this... Is similar in that respect where you get like more heavy armored vehicles and stuff that can push you off the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So enough. similar sort of thing. But basically, yeah. So you you get heat to level up at night to level up your actual cars and your, your status and stuff. And then you have to do the daily races to earn money to actually do the upgrades for the car. Yeah. So, you know, you get a little bit of upgrades from like, I mean, money from the story missions. But generally, the night missions are just gaining that heat points for leveling up. Yeah, fair enough. 
yeah. So you can choose to do whichever you want. So I think at the start I I did I, I started doing all the daily missions first just to bank a heap of money. They call it bank to get yeah. bank because it's cool. Need for Speed's always cool, people. I feel like it's they're too cool for me. You're doing quote marks there. Nobody can see those, but yeah, that's true. I just <laughs> quite I do unquote it anyway. cool. But yeah, so I feel like. Yeah, I feel like they're too cool for me because they're always yeah. like, they always have that thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so I played it. I gave it three and a half. It was fun. I think it probably took me about 10 hours maybe, if that, Yeah. to get through. So I just sort of powered through it. So and- did you buy it? Can you trade it or not really? I can trade it, but not at the moment due to coronavirus because they won't accept trades. But yes, I will trade it eventually. I won't be keeping it. Yeah, cool. It's not something I'll play again. I've already uninstalled it off the PS4. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. So yeah. Righty, then uh, the next thing I beat, which I think we did talk about in a podcast previously that I said I had to beat, but I went back and beat the third Crash Bandicoot game. On the, oh, okay, cool. On the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Uh, yeah, so nice. that one is called Crash Bandicoot Warped. And obviously I played that on PS4 as well. So is it like an endless runner? No, 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 no. Platformer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So still, it, you've played the first side one. Side-scrolling? Don't, don't Crash Bandicoot games like go forwards, not, not side? They go side and forwards. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Cool. So And backwards too. Okay. Yeah. So it all because yeah, you you would have played the first one at least, right? Yeah, I remember the first. Like one. Like a while back, probably. It's like but, two and a half D. Yeah. So they're all pretty similar. Yeah. Um, cool. I would have to say that out of the three, that this was probably the easiest to okay. get through. Like the stages didn't seem that difficult. Yeah. Cool. Like well, Josh and I powered through. I reckon we, kids were more their audience. Yeah, I reckon we powered through because Josh played a little bit with me. Um. Like, I was probably about halfway through, and he played it with yeah. me nearly basically right through to the end. Yeah, and yeah. I reckon it probably only took me maybe five hours or so, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, th- I think they were all pretty similar, but, yeah, this one just seemed... The, the levels seemed easier for some reason. Yeah, fair enough. So, I don't know if that's just me, um, but I definitely found that, especially the first one, was like really frustrating and i remember reading articles about it where they said if you think like if you think it's harder than what you remember it actually is because of the way they had to develop it some of the jumps and things are a bit delayed yeah okay so it is actually harder than when we when we played it when we were kids and even back then i remember it being hard so it was really frustrating at times the first one yeah fair enough yeah uh so i gave number three a three and a half as well yeah, cool. So it's still fun, but yeah, it was yeah, it was Not it was easy, but totally worth yeah, playing. Cool. If you haven't played cool. any of those Crash Bandicoot games, totally worth playing. Like all of them, or you'd start with three. No, just all of them. I just play through them because they they are really fun. As I said, definitely frustrating at times. Yeah, but totally worth it, especially if you like those sort of platformer easy. Because it's a good game, easy to just pick up and have a go of. Like, you can just do one or two stages and then put it down. And Obviously, because I played the first two over mm. a year ago yeah. and have just come back to it and played the third one and picked it up pretty much straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know this one actually as well, just to say, had some different levels in it where uh, you were racing a motorbike. So, it was kind of like oh, a, yeah. a motorbike race. And there was another one that had... Um, other couple of ones that had water stages. Mm. So you were actually swimming through with scuba gear and stuff and swimming through a water stage. So that was a little bit different yeah, from cool. some of the other ones just to throw in there. Uh, we had one, I will say, we had one, there was one of the motorbike stages <laughs> that Josh was doing on his turn. And, oh, my God, it was impossible, man. It was so hard. And so I was giving <laughs> nice. him crap for not finishing it, but I couldn't do it. So he eventually yeah. did it, which was amazing because it took us so long. That was probably the only stage that took us multiple, multiple goes. Yeah, cool. And then in the, and I think that was about the fourth world because there's like five worlds. Hmm. And in the last world, there was a motorbike one. And I said, and I yelled out to him. He said, I'm not doing another one. I yelled out to him, dude, there's another one. And he's like, nice. nah. And so I did it and I beat it on like the second go. 
That's awesome. I was like, see, that's how you do it. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. But I did say, I was like, yeah, no, that was way easier than the one you had. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so then the last thing I beat was Streets of Rage 4. Uh, ah, okay. Which I played on the Xbox One through Xbox Game Pass, which is totally worth it, man. Like, so so Streets of Rage 4 only just came out, basically. It's like a brand new game. Just got released. Oh, crazy. And Game Pass is a awesome. A long-awaited it, sequel. It gives you stuff straight away as soon as it launches. Like, we got, as I said, got Gears 5 straight away on launch day for free. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, not for free, obviously, but for that monthly subscription. Yeah, that's so awesome. So it's awesome that they do that. Um, but, yeah, so Streets of Rage 4, obviously, as you said, uh, a sequel to long ago Sega days. Yeah. Um, so, funnily enough... I don't think Streets of Rage was Sega, was it? It is, yeah, because, it, well, it comes up with Sega on all the title screens and stuff, oh, so okay. it must have yeah, been. Fair. I maybe think it was just being arcade. Maybe it was Mega Drive. Yeah, maybe it was. Because we didn't really ever have a that Mega Drive. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, um, interestingly enough, the developers behind it were the same dudes that did the Wonder Boy 3 remake. Awesome. Uh, so that I think they're Dot Emu and Lizard Cube are the companies. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so they did this one as well. So that was pretty cool. And they did do a, uh, it was one of those limited run, I think it was limited run games where they did the yeah. limited physical copies of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can pick that up. But anyway, yeah, as I said, got it on Xbox One on the, um, from do, using Xbox Game Pass. Um, so finished that and gave that a four out of five. Sweet. Had a lot of fun. It's your typical side scroller, beat em up bosses after every level um enemies pretty much stay the same but sort of get harder but look yeah. the same but just have a different variation for example there's one dude that walks around with his hands in his pockets and he just kicks you or if you get too close nice. he headbutts you yeah and so when you first start he's got like blue pants and a blue bandana i think and then yeah. as you go on he gets like yellow pants and a yellow bandana and he's harder because he does like this triple kick in the air thing <laughs> so awesome. yeah different variations of but where are you going to find a game like that these days that's the thing you got to enjoy it while you can no exactly and it takes you back to like those double dragon days and stuff like that yeah totes. yeah so totally cool so i ended up beating it because it only took I, I think i sat down and just played through it in a night and played till like yeah. one in the morning or whatever um because yeah, yeah. it only takes about an hour and a bit to beat oh okay uh and the reason is because all of the achievements, right, is mm. to beat the story with each character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So I only did it with one character. But what there's was his like name? four characters to beat, to play with, sorry, when you first start. Yeah. And when I played through this one, I unlocked another character to use as well. Yeah, cool. And from what I saw, you must be able to get characters from the older games. Because there's achievements that say to finish the game with a Streets of Rage three character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, so you must. There's one of the characters' names like Cody, or am I thinking of a different guy? I think I'm thinking of a Capcom game. Uh, maybe. But this one was Axel. Someone will correct me. This one was Axel, Blaze. Yeah. Cherry and I can't remember the fourth dude's name. (laughs) Yeah, cool. I played with Blaze, and it was because when I started, um. I was playing with the kids there, and I said to Grace, who should I be? And she said, that one, and it's Blaze is like a girl. Oh, okay. And so I ended up just playing through with her because I didn't. I, I just wanted to do the one character and, and yeah, get cool. through it. But it's fun, and you can play multiplayer, um, couch co-op, as we were talking about in the couple of previous episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, totally fun and um, awesome free game. So I was going to ask before, and I forgot, but... Um, yeah, it's relevant now as well. Like, did it have a story? And did King Oddball have a story? Like, what happens when you beat him? Uh, King Oddball didn't really have a story as such. He kind of just took over the world. That's how it ends. Yeah, okay. He, he like, yeah, takes over the world. Um, Streets of Rage 4 did definitely have a story, yes. Oh, okay. So, uh, Mr. X uh, has died. And his kids have taken over. And they're like okay. the evil baddies that you have to fight. 
Yeah, cool. And are controlling everything. Yeah, fair enough. So I assume, because I don't really know that older Streets of Rage game, I'm assuming Mr. X maybe potentially was one of the, was the yeah, fair boss enough. in the older yeah. games. Yeah. And because you took him out now, his kids have taken on the mantle type thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so King Oddball, no story as such, other than taking over the world. Yeah, um, cool. Oh, I will say, though, King Oddball, the last stage I got to, right, because you know how when you pick your stages, it's just random, you just pick whichever ones you want? Yeah. The one that I left till the end was probably the hardest frigging stage that I had to play the entire <laughs> nice. time. Um, awesome. Nadine and I ha- were having goes at it for ages and then she went to bed and then I was still having goes at it and I couldn't do it and so Josh came out from his room and I was like dude have a go at this and so he had a bunch of goes and he was the one that ended up beating that last stage nice and so when you beat that then you get the boss fight and the boss fight was a thousand times easier than that one I did it in one rock awesome I was gonna say man you're claiming credit for other people's work but because there's a boss fight I'll give you that someone well, just had a go while you're playing I had done every other stage. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I can hear Josh listening to the episode muttering under his breath like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you beat Damn that game. You, kids. you beat that motorbike section. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, I don't, I don't, I would have given up, I reckon. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh, well, Josh doing his bit for you to get game reviews out i love it exactly that's exactly right awesome Uh, cool man sweet well on top of that i was just gonna say because we did hang out together um i was just gonna say because you got to play a couple of things that i showed you that that we were sort of talking about yeah yeah yeah. uh so one of those things was zelda 2 which i told you i wanted you to have a go oh yeah it was trash i think i knew i think you must have sent me a link to a video or something of it at the time with the tiny sword you definitely oh, sent me like a gift or something of it at the time. Because it is a joke, isn't it? How oh, small that totally thing is. Joke, it never man. gets you, bigger. Well, you didn't even play the bit with the hard enemies. Like, Nah, man. Do you remember? No, I started I a new it. game, dude. I played for about five seconds and I forget this. Yeah, because I talked about those enemies that like have the small sword that jab you from top and bottom. Yeah. And then there's the harder ones of the version of those that shoots knives at you after you hit them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, crap. Yeah, no, won't be playing that again. Finished it to finish it, and to say I have, and uh, it. will never yep. go back. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who says they uh, love that game is thinking with nostalgia. Yes, that's exactly. Well, I I listened to I listened to kind of funny a while back, and they had a special episode where one of their dudes had literally done the whole Zelda series of games. Oh yeah. And and as he played them, he was putting them in order of how much he liked them, which one he liked the yeah. best. And Zelda 2 stayed at the bottom the entire time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Tarash. Well, we're lucky there was ever a third Zelda, really, you know? It's true. It's true. Link to the Past would be up there for one of the best. It, yeah, I do agree. Well, it's my favourite. Yeah, and I reckon Link's Awakening's up there for me too is one of my favourites. It's great as well. You yeah. only just recently played that. Did yeah, you play the I remake did. of that yet? Are you going to play the remake or no? I haven't played the remake. I've got it in in my case for the Switch. So yes, I will be definitely be playing it. Yeah, yeah cool. no, I'd love to hear I, the comparison. I gave you a go of it one day just to see what it looked like. I only remember seeing an ad for it at a cinema. Nah, I have shown you before, but we only played uh, okay, for two seconds. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Anyway, all good. It's funny, I know. I'm so sad because I thought when we looked up all the consoles that we would have found all the Game Boy games, and I would have been able to play Link to the Past on the Game Boy. I got sitting on my shelf, but Link's no Awakening. deal. Link's Awakening. You said Link yeah, to Link's the Awakening. You, you said Link to the Past. Uh, well, we didn't find that either, did we? Or did yeah, we? yeah, we did. We did find that. Yes, but no controllers, so we couldn't play that. Yeah, so that, so to the end of the last episode, we talked about that we had found our stuff at Mum's. Well, Mum had found our stuff at her house. Uh, so Mark and I had a look at it and found it and opened it, and it was quite disappointing, as the both the Nintendo sixty four console and Super Nintendo consoles were there. They were both missing AV and power cables, and the Super Nintendo was missing the controllers as well. So, so unfortunately, beautiful-looking consoles that we could get a great photo with, but uh, nothing we, we could do with them. Yeah, we can't play them. So I'll take. I might. Ta- I'll take a photo and and pop it up on the on the site and stuff on the yeah, social media stuff. But few diehard fans we can actually see. Um, admittedly, a, a, though, a, there was a PS One in there, 
which we have no idea whose that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we must have been gifted that Dude, you probably just sometime. got it from like a cash converter for 10 bucks and just forgot you got it. You know no, what I mean? No, I, I think it was Matt Hadsley's. I think he gave it to us. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Well, we could ask him because he'd probably remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that was there. And then, unfortunately, the Seeker Master System was also not there, which means none of the games were there. I didn't even think of that when we were talking about it, but none of the Seeker games were there either. I know. Where are they? Where are Where they? Where are they? Yeah. Anyway. Lost. Uh, so, disappointing. Yes, that was disappointing. You can say that again. Um. Anyway, so then Mark played Super Mario World on the Switch as well. Oh, yeah. That was the funnest game I played. God, I'm sad. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh-huh. okay. But you did say that it wasn't giving you as he- a headache as much as the SNES Mini, so that was good. No, it wasn't as bad. It was still not as good as the normal SNES, but yeah, it was good. It must be that HD filter. Yeah, it is, I think. It's the, the upscale. It's a HD. Yeah, or taking out the interlacing or something. You know, I don't yeah, know what it is. I don't know. Uh, that's why so emulators then... leave the option to add scan lines back in. Yeah, um, that's true. Or play just play it in old school mode or something. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then he played Super Mario Maker 2, which we were excited because we were going to have a go of the new update with the, the with the world update where people can oh, yeah, make yeah, their yeah. own Mario worlds. And uh, that was quite disappointing from what we played. <laughs> one, one dude... Why I, would Nintendo offer up such trashy worlds is what I want to know. Wouldn't they be smart and curate like really good quality stuff in there just to make people go, oh, awesome. And then search and find all the crap that people upvote just because it's a novelty, you know? Yeah, I don't know because it's it, trash, man. As yeah, as you said, that the first one we looked at had like four thousand stars or something. I know, and it was so busy, like and just it, the busiest was... level. There was no space, and then we actually went into the game of Mario Maker Two, the story mode, and it was like, oh yeah, this is Mario. Oh yeah, those Nintendo yeah, levels, just beautiful. Can't be. Like, where are the people who are just trying to make quality Mario levels that aren't Mario? Yeah, that's what I want to play. I agree, you know? and they're the ones that get jobs with Nintendo. Well, if they would be if those levels existed, but they obviously don't. You know. Yeah, that's true. Well, anyway, it was, yeah, it was a bit sad that yeah. it wasn't as cool as we thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, it was bit, well, the whole th- the whole experience was bittersweet because I thought we were going to be playing Mario Kart 64 and turned out we were playing nothing. Or we were playing Switch, but, you know. Yeah, true. Well, at least I yeah. bought the Switch and you got to have it there. Oh, I was glad you did because then we got to play something. It would have been even worse. It yeah. would have been depressing. Um, so then the last thing I remembered, I didn't, I couldn't remember if we played anything else, but the last thing we had a look at, which I wanted to show you, was that Cat Quest 2. So, oh yeah, that was cool. That was yeah, cool. so we had talked about the original Cat Quest that I had played on that episode a few episodes back or whatever. Um, Wasn't it just like this last episode just gone? No, it it was further back, a while okay. back. Yeah, yeah. I think enough. it was through the catch up episodes, maybe even just. Oh, before okay, that. that makes sense. Why it would seem familiar to me then? Yeah, so I do remember you talking about it. Yeah, so I think I had deleted the first one off, so I jumped into the second one just to give Mark a look at how it sort of works. Um. And the second one looks really cool because it's got some different aspects and things. You can play as a dog and a cat and things like that. So yeah. I'm uh, quite keen to get into that one uh, <laughs> when I get a chance. So that'll be awesome. fun. Yeah, um, but, yeah, that's that's all I could remember that we sort of had a go at. But I just thought it would be worth having a chat about those two just to have yep. a bit of extra talk about things because generally, as as Mark said, he doesn't really play games anymore. So it this was nice true. to... It's true. That's why we're here. Yeah, tell me go. about it so I can act like I know about it and care about it. Exactly. That's <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. Cool, man. So on that note, what's been happening in the news this week? Because I'm dying to know. On that note, I have a <laughs> lot of news. Oh, really? I didn't think there was much this week. There no, dude. There's, it's all it obviously seems, happened at the end of the week. It's like people... It's like they're all... Because they have no, like, can't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They seem to be generating more news than usual. Because, like, through the catch-up episodes, like, I had days where the, I, I just didn't even have anything. Yeah. Whereas it seems to be that I have, like, multiple stories of different things coming up every week now. Yeah, so, nice one. Oh, we better get into it, man. We're half an hour in already. We don't oh, have time for lots of I know. We're having a world? good chat about games because I beat four things this week. Exciting. Oh, I know. It's epic, dude. Hardcore. So, all right. We'll get us right. started. What happened in the news this week? All right. So first thing first is this is what I sent to you and you said, now nah, use your camera instead. But Logitech has an un- unveiled a brand new webcam called the Streamcam. 
Oh, there'll be a lot of people very excited about that, man. Very excited about it. You it, know, it does look very cool. And if you're, yeah, 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 especially if you've got a PC and you're a PC streamer, I think it would be handy. Oh yeah. So I, I think so too. Just being able to like flip it and stuff, you know, so you can like show less room or whatever. Like, yeah, it had cool features. It's just for the sake not... of two hundred and fifty bucks, I might as well use my SLR camera. Well, when you've already got a stream box and you can plug your SLR camera in and get much more beautiful image. Like, exactly. And and yeah. I've got it sitting there, so I might as well be using it. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Uh, all right. So the small webcam is able to record you in 1080p at 60 frames per second and has smart autofocus and exposure. The camera is able to flip in the cradle to shoot you in either portrait or vertical mode, uh, which is important in this day and age. The webcam also connects via USB-C, which... We'll take over Microsoft micro USB any day of the week. Uh, when paired with the Logitech Capture, you'll be able to enable other features such as smart auto framing, which will keep you in frames at all times. Uh, and it's out right now in Australia in black and white, and it'll set you back two hundred and twenty nine ninety five. Nice one. Yeah. So after I sent that to Mark, I was like, okay, well, I don't need to buy it then. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, so Xbox has posted a massive blog post detailing its plans for at least the next few months when it comes to next-gen reveal plans. They started the post off by maintaining their stance that both the Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite are on track to release this year with all 15 Xbox game studios working on games for next-gen. Starting this week, a new monthly update called Xbox 2020 will start revealing more about the next-gen console and the lineup of games. This will start on Friday with a special episode of Inside Xbox, which makes up part of Xbox 2020. This update will be taking place at 1am on Friday and will showcase a variety of third-party games that will be coming to Xbox Series X, highlighting those games that use smart delivery. Uh, so buying the game wants to play on this gen and next-gen which is awesome. You don't have to like pay an upgrade fee or like buy the game again, Nintendo. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so this is confirmed to include Assassin's Creed Valhalla as well as Cyberpunk 2077. Fast forward to July where Xbox will showcase first party games that Xbox Game Studios are working on. Oddly enough, June isn't mentioned, although it has been rumored that this is when they'll provide more actual release details for the console, so pricing and release date. Cool. Uh, so I've got all a whole bunch of other news, and then at the bottom I've actually got what they announced at that event because that came out later in the news. So we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, so the next one, the Melbourne Esports Open, and subsequently the Intel Extreme Masters have announced that the 2020 event will no longer take place. The event will now take place in August 2021, 12 months after the 2020 event Huge was supposed delay. to take place. Huge delay, yeah. But it makes sense because like, at least they know by then we should be back to normal. Yeah. Uh, so with ticket holders for the 2020 event able to keep their tickets for next year's event or get a refund, so which is good. That's good. Uh, so this was set to be the first year that the Intel Extreme Masters event took place in Melbourne whilst the Melbourne Esports Open was going to happen for the third year in a row. Uh, so I guess that's a bit of a dampening on Australian esports community stuff. Um, but at least they're not getting rid of it. I know it's a big delay, but yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Who knows what will still be going on next year? It might still be happening. Oh, Who knows? Big time. Totally, man. Uh, alrighty, so it's been a long time since we've had a skating game, but we won't have to wait much longer. It's not Tony Hawk. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Skater XL will release on July 7th for PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. The game will include skaters such as Tiago Limos, Evan Smith, Tom Astor, and Brandon Westgate. I don't know who any of those people are. I was just saying, not Brandon Westgate. <laughs> 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 um, and include brands such as New Balance, I know that one, Etnies, DC Shoes, Vans, Dickies, and the Nine Club. I know most of those. Uh, so there's apparently more than As 60... that's going to make you buy a game, they're like, oh my God, they've got Dickies, I'm there! <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> uh, it's like that meme you always see. There's a meme that always goes around on Facebook. Whenever something comes out, it's always a picture of Fry and saying, take my money. Yeah, nice. Yeah. 
Uh, so there's apparently more than 60 real skate spots in the game that have been pulled from real world environments. So that's pretty. That's yeah. all they had. But it looks cool, and uh, I think it's kind of the the spiritual successor in a way. I can't. I'm not sure who's actually doing it. I didn't read any of that. But to um like Skate Three, that oh okay that series instead of Tony Hawk games. It's funny you lost me on this article as soon as you mentioned Fry. Now I'm just thinking about Futurama. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sorry. What a great show. Well, I will tell what you. What are we talking about again? <laughs> this this will bring you back. This one will bring you back because this is nice. quite interesting. And I don't know if it's real or not, but very interesting. So, Silent Hills is reportedly back in development at Konami. And wait How is for that it. Possible? With Hideo Kojima working on it again. Ah, that's garbage. Furthermore, we're also hearing that The Walking Dead and Death Stranding star Norman Reedus and writer-director Guillermo del Toro are not currently attached, but Konami is allegedly in the process of trying to get them back on board. What? Beyond that, though, details remain scarce. If we were to speculate a bit, however, then perhaps this Silent Hills title is the rumoured PlayStation 5 soft reboot that's been making the rounds recently. On the other hand, no there's a small way. possibility... I that's... I call garbage on that. Sorry, keep finishing. That's okay. I, I did too, but I had to put there's it in here because no we've... no way Kojima would go back to Konami. No, no, after way. everything that happened. but that, And that's why I had to put it in here because we've talked about it so much... Yeah. ...that I had to put it in here, so... Yeah, there's no way. I reckon that is garbage. We'll yeah. never hear about that again. Oh, well, we'll see. Yeah, I'll eat, I'll eat my words. Uh, yeah, uh, I... It, don't get me wrong. I'll That's be excited. Even if What's they that just... from? Is that from Man Man? What's that? We'll see. What's that no, from? No, I don't think so. Simpsons, maybe? Nah, not sure. it's not Simpsons. It's not Man Man. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> That's, but it's my birthday. It's my birthday. I still quote that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody listening to this show knows what Man Man We might have talked about Man Man on I'm the show. I'm pretty sure we have before. It's I'm it's sure a movie I made for my year twelve assessment for film and TV. Uh, that I the helped him with, and it ended up being worse because I helped him. <laughs> nah, it's awesome. I've still got uh, it on my laptop now. Oh, I've still got it on my computer. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> it's the worst film of all time, though. Yeah, and it did say Man Man will return. Maybe we'll have to do a sequel. <laughs> Reprise it. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm just a normal man. I'm just a guy. Yeah. My favorite was, you look completely different in that outfit. What? <laughs> yeah, thanks. I uh, quote that all the time to people I know. Like, It's like everything that like can be done badly on a first film, it has in it. You I know? just love it. I love the, uh, <laughs> thanks, Brittany. I mean, man, man. <laughs> anyway, maybe uh, oh, that's right, put, maybe isn't we'll he have to like put a, a link to that in he's the being website a so thing. people can see it and check it out. Oh, we're never putting that online. It's trash. Oh, dude, people would love. I don't it. think you could anyway, man. You have like, you have like, um, it has music from the Clerks animated series in it and stuff. You'd have to re-edit it, like re-edit the rushes nah, to get yeah, all the true. copyright that's stuff true. in it. Oh well, you if you want to see it, yeah. maybe if we see you in person one day, I'll chuck it on my phone. So if anyone ever wants to see it, I'll have it there. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, if someone stops you in the street, hey, are you Clint? From the podcast, walking through games where Clint walks walk through games. I sure oh my am. god, I have to see that ever that film, Man Man. <laughs> was it just called Man Man or was it called The Adventures of Man Man? Um I am not sure. Do you want I me to I think it look? was called The Adventures of Man Man, if I remember correctly. Give me two seconds. You keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what am I doing? Am I, I doing? know. And I still didn't get You'll see. I still didn't figure out where that comes from. I could probably go ask Candy. She'd be able to tell me. No, I don't know what it's from. Oh, it's from Bill and Ted. It's from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Because he's like, say hello to the babes for us. And he's like, who are the, what? He's like, babes? What? Uh, what are you talking about? And they're like, you'll see. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I right at the start when now. they first see Rufus. Uh, on my computer, it is saved asses. as manman.avi. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, you got to double click it though, because it's got like opening credits, which nah, is Clerks music. I'm not going to do that now. Yeah, don't do it now, but I'm saying the title will be on the title, you know, because it plays the Clerks music. There you go. I don't think Kevin Smith would be grudging from going with your voice 
But anything beyond that, I think you'd get a copyright claim, you know? Yeah, I probably would say so. Yeah, there you go. All right, so to continue, to continue on, nice. on the other hand, there's a small possibility that it's just one of two potential Silent Hill games in the works. While these rumors combine with the fact that a third Silent Hill movie is officially on the way, uh, fill us with more hope than a renaissance for the franchise could be on the horizon. We'd suggest waiting to receive a bit more information on everything before getting too excited. After no. all, Konami did recently <laughs> put the kibosh on some of these reports, which is understandable given the secrecy of the projects in question, but the company has also said that they're listening to fans of the beloved horror franchise. With that in mind, could this be their first step towards atonement with Silent Hill fans? Fingers firmly crossed it is. Not likely. Yeah, not likely. Not likely. Not with The Kojima, whole point is least. that he went and started his own company to make a similar game without stepping on the IP that they own, right? Yeah. That's well, the whole thing. It's not similar to Silent Hills. Oh, uh, okay. It's 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 a Kojima far out there game. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I haven't played it, but I I will. I'm going to steal it off Josh sometime. Yeah. And sit down and have a go of it, but it's supposed to be about 40 hours to beat as well, so mm. one day. Right, so there's still a lot of unknowns when it comes to how cross-gen will work. We know that Smart Delivery on Xbox Series X will let gamers upgrade their games for free. Sony has also done similar things in the past with cross-play working on PS3, Vita, and PS4, but their stance for PS5 is unclear. EA has come out today to say that upcoming games for the current generation can be upgraded for free to run on next-generation hardware. It's unclear if they're talking about smart delivery, their own solution, or if they're leading on that the PS5 will utilize something similar. But it's good to have confirmation from another publisher that will be able to buy games for PS4, Xbox One later this year, and then have that same version carry over to Xbox Series X and PS5. We don't know... not writing that press release. Nintendo. Oh, yeah, that's true. They'd say, we let you pay again and again and again. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And if they do it with Mario World, I will again and again and again. I know, they're <laughs> jerks. And that's why they're laughing. It's more like a boardroom for the ho, 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 boardroom. You got to double that up. So it's like 30 people laughing. That's true. Yeah, and I'm a sucker, but I'll do it. I'll do oh, it. Tell me about it. Uh, so we don't know a lot about EA's lineup of 2020 games, but we do know that they plan to release 14 games before March 2021, including a new sport title as well as a new HD remaster of one of their franchises. Cool. I wonder what it'll be. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so Nintendo has announced that Animal Crossing New Horizons sold 11.77 million units in its first 11 days on the market. Damn. And that's it's, that's very thank you, Pandemic, they say. It sure I, is. I know that's probably not really appropriate, but you know what I'm saying. Well, it's only just starting to be back in stock now. I've been having a look out for it yeah, still. That's crazy. Um. Yeah, and and it, you can sort of I can order it on online at JB. Yeah, uh, and I oh so don't you have it? Did you not get it at launch? No, nah, dude, I it was never there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so then I just gave up on getting it. So I've just started looking again. So JB, you can get it online now, and I saw Kogan actually has it online now. Oh, crazy. Uh, so I will get it eventually, but I got other stuff to play, so I'm not too fast. Yeah, well, it doesn't have a beginning, middle, and end, though, does it? Isn't it just kind of like. Check in every day. No, well, it is checking every day, but apparently it does have a story still. Oh, okay, cool. Which takes about sixty something hours. I played the. Was it the original Animal Crossing on GameCube? Mm, I think that was the first Animal Crossing. There was, yeah, there was one on DS as well. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, I definitely played it on on GameCube, but it was kind of kind of nothing, you know, because unless yeah. you had multiple people in your house playing, I don't know. I I never got into it. I but played, obviously, this is a lot more hardcore than that because you can go online now. I played the three DS one. Which I didn't mind, but yeah, it's very much a busy work type game. Yeah, totally. Um, but and and the gist of the 3DS one was basically that you just pay off your house. Yeah. So, um, anyway, but yeah, so leaning into this, so now after that first eleven days, it's now reached thirteen point four one million copies just six weeks after release. That's huge. So, in comparison, Animal Crossing New Leaf on 3DS, which is the one I just said I played, sold somewhere between 11 to 12 million copies since launch. Yeah, crazy. So, this is up to nearly 13 and a half in six weeks. Yeah. Uh, Whilst our boardroom of executives are like, oh, 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 oh," again. (laughs) 
<laughs> so whilst Animal Crossing Wild World on DS has only sold a touch over 10 million copies. So I imagine the GameCube version is well below that then. Yeah, well below. Well um, below. So on top of that, in other Nintendo sales news, Splatoon 2 and Super Mario Party have now reached over 10 million units in sales, whilst oh, yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild have reached over 17 million units in sales. Huge. And Mario Kart is still pulling in massive numbers and has sold 8.08 million units this financial year. That's huge. So that's not since that's coming. That's what makes me think. Yeah. Really? Really? You're going to change out the next Switch to not be portable, you know? I know. I do, Yeah. But then, see, because they released the Switch Lite, which I guess... Yeah. Extra portable. Yeah. But I, that's <laughs> Only what I mean. portable. So they, in anticipation of potentially releasing a home console, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll Time will tell. Time will tell. Um, so then to finish this off, the Nintendo Switch itself has crossed the 55.77 million mark for sales. And the Nintendo Switch Lite isn't doing too badly either, coming in at 6.19 million sales. Crazy. Well, I was parked in a bakery on Mother's Day around lunchtime. And in the car next to me, there was a dude playing a uh, Switch Lite. And I thought, oh, Switch Lite, eh? Yeah. And he was old. He would have been like, I'd say, late 20s, early 30s, probably. Well, I would say, like, I know that I've, like, I like the idea of being able to plug it into my TV. Don't get me wrong. Totally. But I do I like the idea of being able to detach the controllers to play multiplayer Mario Kart, you know, with the flick stand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the coolest part of it. But I do play it in handheld. 97% 97% of the time. Yeah, totally. Unless I'm actually at home and wanting to play on the TV type thing. But even yeah, at home, yeah. if Nadine's watching the TV, I'm sitting on the couch playing in handheld. Oh, for sure. And this is the thing. If you're playing something on the TV, you're playing PlayStation or Xbox. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think Nintendo can retake over that space without opening up massively to third-party developers, you know? Yeah. Which they like, are already like- doing... Partly. Well, they're trying. They're yeah. trying, but I just think it's so they've they've lost so much ground in that space in the last what three generations of consoles, you know? Yeah, very true. Because they've always been down on the yeah hardware side of things since the SNES. Yeah, you know when they made the mistake of going, we don't want Final Fantasy anymore. Not putting a CD drive in yeah. the sixty four. Yeah, and PlayStation took all the business, and ever since then, man. So we're talking like mid nineties. Yeah. They've been losing ground since the mid-90s. They're like, no, what about the Wii? I'm like, the Wii, you know, if you were going to play Xbox, you, ha- you might have had a Wii as well, but you weren't buying a Wii over an Xbox or a Wii over a PlayStation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was an addition, and I think it's the same thing. If they release, you know, a home console, people aren't going to go, oh, you know what? I'll choose the Nintendo home console instead of the PlayStation or Xbox. To me, totally different categories of company. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I agree because I would rather be playing my high definition games on my PS4. Totally. Or and this PS5. Is the thing. You might get this Nintendo console to play with your kids or because Mario or because Zelda, but you're not going to get it to play the new Need for Speed on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or let's be honest, indie games because are they going to be available on it? Who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe it's easier to release from more consoles now, but. You know. Yeah, I think indie games they will because because the Switch now has a billion indie games, man. Well, this is true. This is true. That's all those and games I get for a dollar and two crap, bucks. I'm ranting about what happened in the mid '90s, you know. But that's all those five years later. I buy for a couple of bucks are all those indie games. Yeah. So yeah, it does have a lot. Yeah. Well, who knows, man? I'm ranting, and why? Yeah, it's, it's fine. there's no reason to be negative. It's fine. Good times. We'll see what happens. I think it's like, you know, you're allowed to be a little bit resentful at Nintendo just because they make you rebuy games. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I do agree on that part, yes. They had the potential to be amazing and they didn't take it. They didn't take See, it. They had the chance to be like the number one. I, I Though competition to, is a good thing. I was just, just going to say, I have to say, at least admittedly, I, I technically didn't have to buy Super Mario World on the Switch because it came with their subscription service. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. So, technically, I paid $30 for it and a bunch of other games as well. Yeah. So, I still paid, but not like I have on 
DS, 3DS, Wii. But on Wii all those U. consoles, you own it. Whereas if you stop paying for that subscription, that's no more very Mario true. World for you on Switch. That's very so. true. And you can't buy it separately, so that is very true. Yeah. yeah. So really, you're paying for it over and over and over again every year till you decide to stop paying. You know? That's quite true. So I did not worse. think of it like that. So that makes it worse. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, there I go again. Yeah. Peeking right, so the microphone <laughs> to laugh like an executive. Yeah. All right. So last bit of news. Because that's how executives laugh. <laughs> oh wait, there's not. This is not second last bit of news, but this is the. Uh, we talked about the game announcements from Xbox just before. Uh, so today. Inside Xbox Stream Showcase 13 games that are coming to Xbox Series X. We got to see a tease of Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay and a new game reveal from the likes of Codemasters, Deep Silver, EA, Bandai Namco Entertainment, and Sega. Every game that Xbox showed in the stream is Xbox Series X optimized, meaning it's built to take power of Xbox Series X features such as 4K resolution, 120 frames per second, direct storage, hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing, super fast load times, and more. So, all of the games announced at today's event. So, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which didn't have an explanation because we've already seen what that's about. We talked about it, yeah. Uh, so, another one called Bright Memory Infinite. So, Bright Memory Infinite is an all-new lightning-fast fusion of the FPS, first-person shooter, and action genres created by FYQD Studio. Combine a wide variety of skills and abilities to unleash dazzling combo attacks. Bright Memory Infinite is set in a sprawling futuristic metropolis in the year 2036. A strange phenomenon for which scientists can find no explanation has occurred in the skies around the world. The Supernatural Science Research Organization has sent agents out to various regions to investigate this phenomenon. It is soon discovered that these strange occurrences are connected to an archaic mystery uh, and as of yet, unknown history of two worlds about to come to light. Sounds cool. Uh, the next one is called Call of Sea. Call of the Sea, sorry. Uh, so Call of the Sea is a first-person adventure puzzle game set in the 1930s that tells the story of Nora, a woman on the trail of her missing husband's expedition. The search takes place on a strange but beautiful island in the South Pacific, filled with secrets waiting to be unearthed. It is an otherworldly tale of mystery, adventure, and self-discovery. See, that sounds interesting. Yeah. It's not about rape and drug use. All those other things yeah, that every other game's about. That's true. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, it's and it, it sounds like a puzzle sort of adventure game type thing that is what we like. Yeah, I wonder if it'd be good. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Call of the Sea. Nice one. That is. Yeah. Uh, so then we've got Chorus is the next one. So Discover Chorus, an immersive single-player experience that tells a mature and dark tale of redemption. Take control of... Nara, not not to be confused with Nora, um, an <laughs> ace pilot with a haunted past and forsaken um, her sentient starfighter as they embark on a personal redemptive journey to challenge a relentless foe and take down the dark cult that made her. This is a true evolution of the space combat shooter. Yeah, this sounds like something that like is written by a 40-year-old game developer who when he was 30, he wrote those other kinds of games I was talking about and he was like, I'm going to write something more mature, I know. I'll remake a space game. A space a, sim. With a dark tale about a character. And a ship. <laughs> don't don't forget a ship. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound as good to me. <laughs> Maybe it is great. Who knows? Uh, we'll, uh, what do I know? Uh, we'll see. It could be life-changing, man. I don't want to bag things out. Nah, it's, it's all right. Check. It doesn't matter. You're allowed to have <laughs> Well, I mean, your... this is all up in the air, man. It's not concrete, so we're allowed to be like, well, what do I think of this, you know? Well, we no one knows what it looks like, so... Well, exactly. we do. There's You can... you can Oh, there are... You can find links to all of these things that they showed if you want to go and have a look at them, too, I will say. Yeah, cool. Uh, so then the next one is Dirt 5. So, ushering in the next generation of racing, Dirt 5 writes a new chapter in the legacy of Dirt. Bolder and braver than ever before, new features, new innovations, and a fresh approach make Dirt 5 a hub of amplified off-road racing style and culture where no two races are ever the same. In any racing game ever, are any two races ever the same? Yeah, no. Not really. <laughs> well, I can't say I've ever had a, a game of any racing game where two races were the same. Yeah, I suppose. It's true. Unless they mean like the tracks are generated procedurally, so like no two tracks are the same, but they wouldn't mean that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no two tracks are ever the same. Don't ask me any more questions. Yeah. 
No further questions. Thank you. <laughs> this conference is over. <laughs> uh, so then Madden NFL 21. Uh, EA Sports oh, Madden, Madden NFL. We're back talking about Madden. Yep. Is the defining experience for simulated NFL action, enabling fans to play out their NFL fantasy on the virtual gridiron. For more than three decades since the original release of John Madden Football in 1988, Madden NFL has continued to evolve and innovate to deliver an even more authentic and fun experience for players. The storied franchise continues with Madden NFL 21, which will make fans feel next level on Xbox Series X. I wonder how old John Madden is now. He'd have to be getting on. Yeah, I don't know. You can look it up. Surely he's like, you know, 80 or something. He'd be getting old, I reckon. Give me two seconds and I'll look it up. You'd have to be pretty old, man. I mean, I remember his face looking really old when I was like, yeah. I remember Madden 92 on the Mega Drive. I remember that and, and like like playing it on Wade's Mega Drive. Yeah, I remember playing it on, on Wade's Mega Drive. He looked old on the cover of that, man. Like he was already gray and stuff. Well, he is 84 years old. 84, there you go. Damn. Yeah. So. There you go. Uh, alrighty, so next one is Scarlet Nexus. Take on the role of Yuito Sumeragi. A new recruit to the OSF aiming to become an elite psionic like the one who saved him as a child. Armed with a talent in psychokinesis, explore the futuristic city of New Himuka uh, and uncover the mysteries of a brain punk future caught between technology and psychic abilities in Scarlet Nexus. Uh, so that one is actually by Bandai Namco. Nice. So, I was going to say, I didn't understand a word you just said. No. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Polly Dynamite quote for the day. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll um that'll be your sort of similar to anime type things, I think. Yeah. Uh, so the next the one calls have large talons. Look at me, man. I'm drifting. I'm uh, drifting. Well, we're nearly done. Keep with us. Stay That's with fine. us. <laughs> uh, so the next one's called Scorn. So Scorn is an atmospheric first-person horror adventure game set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. It is designed around the idea of being thrown into the world. Isolated and lost inside this dreamlike world, you will explore different interconnected regions in a non-linear fashion. The unsettling environment is a character itself. Every location contains its own theme, uh, story, puzzles and characters that are integral in creating a cohesive world throughout the game you will open up new areas acquire different skill sets weapons various items and try to comprehend the sites presented to you next one is second extinction second extinction is an intense three-player cooperative shooter where your goal is to wipe out the mutated dinosaurs that have taken over the planet teamwork (laughs) is vital as you adapt the role of one of the survivors Oh, sorry, adopt the role of one of the survivors. Using a unique combination of weapons, abilities, and skills to take on the vast number of enemies. Fight through a maelstrom of bullets, bombs, teeth, claws, and gore. It's up to you to reclaim Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the next one we've got (laughs) is The Ascent. The Ascent is a solo and co-op action RPG set in a cyberpunk world. The mega corporation that owns you and everyone. The Ascent group has just collapsed. Confusion and chaos ensue. Security and order are in disarray and without protection. Everyone is left to fend for themselves. Stop gangs and hostile corporations from taking over and discover what really happened in this explosive sci-fi shooter. The next one is The Medium. The Medium is a next-gen psychological horror game from Bloober Team, makers of Blair Witch, Observer, and Layers of Fear. You play as Marianne, a medium living in two worlds, the real and the spirit one. Haunted by a vision of a child's murder, you travel to an abandoned hotel resort, which many years ago became the stage of an unthinkable tragedy. There you begin your search for difficult answers. The medium soundtrack is a collaboration between two composers, Bloober Team's Arkadius Raikowski and Akira Yamaoka of Silent Hill fame. Oh, those guys. Yeah, those guys. Sorry if I pronounce it wrong. I um, am doing my best. They're probably legends and geniuses, but... Yeah. Reflecting the game's most important theme, duality. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, duality is a big thing in film. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that, I guess you get the real world, the spirit world, so... Yeah. That sounds like something that I would play, because I do like the the horror games. Well, I think suspense, not even film, but goes back to just literature, you know, like duality is just a big thing when you want to talk about suspense. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, I, I think that definitely is something that I would play. So it'll be cool, cool to see what happens with that. 
so then we've got Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. What monster will you be? Enter the world of darkness and rise through vampire society. Experience Seattle, a city full of alluring, dangerous characters and factions. In this sequel to the cult classic, your choices, plots, and schemes will change the balance of power. I haven't played the other ones, so I wonder what they're about as well. I don't really know. Last one. Or the first one. There's no other ones because this is number two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And the last one is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Just announced today, Yakuza Like a Dragon, an explosive new entry point in the acclaimed Yakuza series, will be releasing as a launch title on Xbox Series X. We are also excited to announce that Yakuza Like a Dragon will support Xbox Series X smart delivery immediately on release. This means that players who purchase the Xbox One version of Yakuza Like a Dragon will be entitled to a free upgrade to the Xbox Series X version. Cross-save functionality between Xbox One and Xbox Series X is also supported, so no matter when players decide to upgrade, they never have to start over from rock bottom, which is awesome because I was just about to ask that with regards to those changeover from old gen to new gen, whether the saves would carry over. So that's really good to know. I'm excited that if you want to pick it up and then upgrade, you can just carry on from your save. That's really good. So I wonder if Sony and all the other companies will do that or whether i i assume so right you'd think that you would imagine so and they'll just have stuff built into their new tools to make that work so it'll be fine yeah Alrighty. so last piece of news which i put on here and i'm not we'll we'll see if it actually comes about or not because it's kind of just rumors at the moment from the likes of this i think but pretty exciting because we have talked about it in the past to a certain extent yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 3 is reportedly mm. in development at BioWare. Crazy. Yeah. So from what we've been told, the much-rumored sequel is in the works at original developer BioWare with a release tentatively penciled in for 2022. Depending on the exact date, this could make Knights of the Old Republic 3's EA, oh, 3 EA's final Star Wars release before the license expires. Uh, so in this article, I didn't actually put this in here, but the EA's license on Star Wars apparently expires in 2023. Yeah, fair enough. So that's why they're saying they reckon if this is penciled in for 2022, that this will be their last Star Wars release. Yeah, cool. Um, so in terms of story details, player will reportedly take control of a new, uh, of a never-before-seen female character as part of a central plot revolving around the Galactic Empire's fall. Similar to The Mandalorian, um, this would place the narrative between that of Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So perhaps the setting the stage for a potential crossover. As always, plans can certainly change and there's no telling what can happen during development, but apparently the studio has begun work on it behind closed doors and as soon as we learn more about it, what to expect, we'll be sure to let you know. Nice one. Yes. So that's pretty exciting. I, nice The Old Republic 1 and 2 were great. So... If this is a thing, I'm very excited about that. Cool. Yeah. Good week, though. Yeah. There you go, man. And we on to it. the next one. That was a one. long episode. I was expecting a short episode, and it ended up being epically long. Yeah, well, we had that uh, games talk at the start, which usually yeah, there's not yeah, a lot crazy. of games talk, That's funnily it. enough, for a games podcast. <laughs> yeah, funny. No, That's I beat it. a lot of games, so that was good. Yeah, cool. Oh, it was a good catch-up. Cool, man. Sweet. Uh, you might as well just take us out. I got nothing else. Yeah, that's it for me. Uh, So if you are listening to this and you have not subscribed yet, please go and do so on either iTunes or Stitcher. Search Walking Through Games. Um, We're also on Spotify, so you can stream us on there now. So go check it out if you want to on there as well. Uh, We've got all our social media stuff. So facebook.com slash walking through games and Instagram and Twitter are WTG underscore podcast. You can check out our website is walkingthroughgames.com. And we have a YouTube channel, is Walking Through Games. Uh, and I think that's about it, right? I, I say that every week. I don't even know. <laughs> I say that every week, but I'm pretty sure that's it. So there you go. Good times. Good yeah, times. Awesome. Cool, man. Super cool. Yeah. So you got any plans for you going to play this week? Uh, nah, not really. I'll just figure it out as I go. Nice. Get into the Crazy Cat game. Yeah, maybe I will have to do that. I don't know. I'll, 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 I'm heading back to Brisbane tomorrow, so I'll be taking the Switch with me at least anyway. Oh, yes, do you know what? I will have beat something um, for next week, which I preemptively have already talked to you about. Um, so 
if you've listened through this whole episode, you'll be excited to know that next week I'll be talking about Yoshi's Island. Oh, you did tell me you started that. Yeah. So I'm literally at... Was that last week? Yeah. I think I told you after when we cut off the podcast last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you can look forward to hearing about that next week. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Cool. Yeah. Maybe I should play it myself in the lead up. Well, funnily enough, as I said to you, I'm playing it on 3DS, but then we noticed that it's on the Switch, so I could have been playing it on the Switch the whole time. Totally could have been. Well, I got the SNES Mini, so I'd have to play it on that. Yeah, that's okay, but I don't mind playing on the 3DS. It's still fun. Oh, totally. Cool, man. Yeah. All right. Nice one. All right, sweet. Well, thanks, everyone. Yes, thank you very much. And, yeah, man, I'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Have a good one.